what kind of life do you want to have? Because we are in charge of our emotional environment every second of every day. And that's pretty powerful when you realize that. I can control the temperature in this room right now just by my attitude. Welcome to the Fearless Happiness Podcast, where we showcase phenomenal individuals who have overcome serious traumas, life obstacles, and challenges to find their own path to fearless happiness. Listen as Max Naist invites guests from all around the world to share their experiences and spread strength, hope, and faith. This is the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and this is Max Naist. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast. So wherever you are in this world, I got a very special guest today. And what I like to do, Robin, is have you introduce yourself to my audience so that they can get to know you and tell them who you are and what it is you do. Okay, here we go. I am Robin Brandis. I have known Max for 10, 10 years or more, 15? 14 or 15 now. Yeah, so my unofficial husband is Chris Whitehead. <laughs> We've been together for 15 years. And you and Chris were have been friends for how long? Probably Since right right after you guys met. So it, we've been friends for about that 14 or 15 years now. And it is funny because you mentioned that, right? Like you and my wife, my official wife, have been like our supporters from the background for so long, right? And we've heard so much about our significant others and, right? But what was it, three or four years ago, I finally got to give Robin a hug in person when I met her at an event that we all got to yes. attend together. But go ahead, Robin, because they're going to find this very interesting, right? Because here's my belief, right? And I'm, behind every good man is a great woman. And I've heard so much about Robin Right in my years, good and bad. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard good and bad about me and my wife, and but it's all been good, Robin. It's all like you're his rock. Chris has nothing, has never said any ill will words towards you or anything. But more, it's like him and I used to beat each other up because we needed to be better guys for you guys. You know what I mean? So, you know, when we started this, you know, Chris, I always tell this story. Her husband, I still call him her husband. He is my husband, just not legally. We have not, you know, been before church to say I do, but, you know, we have cats together, so it makes it official. <laughs> we have pets together. <laughs> but, um, when I and first, a house, so. Right. When I first met Chris, I was the great procrastinator, right? He would always offer to help me, and, you know, I'd get these great ideas, and I would start, as you know, with him and Lonnie. And then it would be like, where'd Max go, right? Because it was either the next, um, the yeah, next. Yeah, that's like old school. <laughs> right? And the next. Yeah, you and Lonnie. Yes, you and Lonnie and Chris. Right? Wow. And, um, and I, I can, so what really started off the relationship, as you know, that guy, Derek, right? When he met Chris, we all went through, um, we went all went through Derek and did the AMP and then Chris revised it. And mm. I went through it again with Chris. And ever since then, Chris and I have been best of friends, right? Even though we don't always talk to each other, I feel like, you know, you guys are family. And 
But I remember it was about 10, well, now 12 years ago when I wanted to write my book, right? I reached out to Chris and said, hey, Chris, I want to write a book, right? Like, he's okay, let's get together and, and get your, your um, you know, the thing together. I forget what they call it. I'm drawing a blank, but you know what I mean? The outline of my book. Yes. Right? And I was going through some stuff at that time and, you know, no one knew this until he told me the story. But Chris, her her husband, was about to get everything shut off in his apartment. He was going through a rough time, but he still took this time to sit with me and get this book outlined together, which would turn into my book, you know, that I wrote. And because of him and Lonnie, we got it out finally. But man, like I've heard so much about you, Robin, right? And all those years and and I know Chris has had conversations with my wife and, and, you know, I'm always like, well, I want to talk to Robin, but you guys are always off doing something. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to tell her she needs to come and be on my podcast. We're going to do some major catching up. Yeah. What well, I like, thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, I, so I'm so honored that you're here because like, I want to hear it from your perspective. Like, cause the whole premise of my podcast is to show whether you're an individual or a couple or whatever, that you can go through any challenge, right. And come back and be successful. And you and Chris are the epitome of success, right? I've seen you guys go through the ups and downs and right. We know what happened. Yeah, You've been in the trenches with us and it's been, it's been dirty. <laughs> yeah. So I've been in the trenches, right. To support you guys from afar, but I've never really got to talk to Robin. So everybody, you're going to hear Robin's story from her side, like some of the challenges that her and Chris have gone through and how they've always plowed forward, no matter what has happened. And they're mm -hmm. going, I mean, like when I, I see what's going on, right? I get the biggest smile because I know what it was like back then to struggle, right? Like when we're all trying to navigate this. Well, Chris has been an entrepreneur for much longer than me, right? <laughs> and, uh, and, and now knowing kind of what he's gone through these past three or four years, being an entrepreneur myself, like I always like to, to get, I like I say, the better half on and say, mm -hmm. talk about those challenges early on, Robin, that you and Chris went through to get to where you are today. Wow. Well, ah, <laughs> oh, it hadn't. It's not. It has not been pretty. It has not always been pretty. We, um, I think the one thing that keeps us together is that we are each other's best friend. We have a saying: "I love you, but I don't like you very much right now." Because it, it's just true. I mean, I, there's not I, there's not one relationship that doesn't go through its peaks and its valleys. And the since I've started on my personal development journey, I don't know if I like to say personal development more than I like to that I'm experimenting with expanding, expanding. I like expanding or growing. Um, man. Does it fire you up? You know, for years, you know, when part of our struggle, Chris and I didn't know how to communicate the same way. And he was on this entrepreneurial journey. And I was like, nothing I had ever experienced before because, you know, operating systems were already in place and I worked for big companies. And, you know, you didn't have to think about all those little details and you didn't have to be 
you know, the CEO and the janitor and the secretary, you know, you didn't have to be all of those parts and living and watching somebody try to figure out what's the best way to do that. Um, And bringing it home was not, was not always a pretty picture. The lately, the thing that we have been focusing on, Chris and I were having a discussion the other night and I just said to him, you know, being an entrepreneur is kind of like signing up to say, hey, I'm going to climb Mount Everest because you're carving your own path and there are people have gone before you, but their journey is going to be very different. And if you have that mindset that your, your journey is going to be difficult, I don't think anybody signs up to say, I'm going to sign up for Everest and it's going to be a cake, you know, it's going to be a cakewalk. You know, there are going to be extreme challenges that you're going to be tested in. And I think what we never learned is joy and suffering, the joy and the suffering. I like to call it having grace through the grit. <laughs> I love that. I do. I love it. I like grace through the grit because it doesn't mean that you have to me. It doesn't mean that you have to enjoy where you are, the suffering, the struggle. You're not embracing, oh my God, this feels so good. I love the struggle. No, it's actually finding gratitude and grace and beauty in spite of your hardships, in spite of your struggle. And I think choosing to take off your uniform, your work outfit before you walk in the door is a good transition to like mentally get yourself in a transition space to say, hey, I'm home now. I've spent all of this energy creating a beautiful place. I've created a beautiful home. I have, you know, I have a beautiful family. I have a beautiful relationship. And this is our home is supposed to be our place to reset. It's not like that for many, many, many people. <laughs> right. But well, isn't I mean, that why? But isn't that why we do it? I mean, we take shelter and find respite, and that's what we create in our home. And if we're not activating and utilizing, and we're not, we're not being intentional about who we are as we show up in the spaces that we encompass that in, in the spaces that we walk into and if we're not aware of our presence and our energy and how am I showing up man shit gets ugly <laughs> right and quick as you know like I yes. get that, right because I always call this I'm the king of my castle right and this has got to be my safe space because for a lot of years I didn't allow that right I let people do whatever they want right mm. cause my boundaries and but as I, you know, we're going on seven years of marriage, Lisa and I, I have learned to communicate better because mm-hmm. I, I was never the, the great communicator, right? I was the great runner. If you, if I felt uncomfortable or you made me mad or I think <laughs> things are going south, I'm like out the door, you know, exit stage left. Where'd Max go? Oh, he's already gone, right? <laughs> but yeah. I believe that people... That God puts people in our lives for a reason. And I, I I believe that you and I, Chris, my wife, you know, even though she's been kind of in the background doing her thing with all the grandkids we have, right? Um, are friends for a reason, right? Because I get to learn from you and Chris all the time. And um and that's one thing I've always believed, right? Whether it was my mm. nine to five 
for being an entrepreneur, I got to find the things I'm grateful for because my mind will stay stuck, obsess over the negative. And before you know it, things have crumbled and things have gone by and everybody's like, Max, where'd you go? And I'm like, oh, wait, you guys forgot me. No, we didn't forget you. You just got stuck, right? And like you said, communicating, right? Especially as a couple um, and and, and you guys are doing business together. Um, You and Chris, like my wife is in that nine to five because she has been, right? She raised three kids by herself early on. She's been Mm, with the high mm -hmm. school a lot of years. I understand it, right? That's like her safety net. And then right. me going to nine to five and then meeting her and going, well, guess what? I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start my <laughs> look like, hey, what? like I'm speaking a foreign language. But yeah, she's she's like, You're going to what? Right. And, and it's funny because my comeback is she goes, well, I don't see anything happening yet. I go, I, I'm new. You got to give me a chance. Right. Like, look at Chris. He's been doing it for 20 years. It took she goes, I ain't waiting 20 years. You better do something quick, right? She'll joke with me. <laughs> but um, but you're right. Like, if we don't have that space for each other to communicate, like you let Chris tell you what he needs to tell you, and vice versa. And it's like, and I'm still learning, but what I've learned is if I come from a place of love, right, and, and gratitude, and I try to explain, then it I communicate. But if it's as you know, if it's we all gone through it. When we communicate out of anger or hurt, mm-hmm. things go sideways quick. And and then everybody's, you know, one on one side of the house and I'm on the other side of the house. And, you know, and I don't want to mm-hmm. talk. To right. And so, you're not speaking for days. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and then you try to come back and, you know, you, you either forget what you got mad at or you remember and you're going, can we redo this? And, but like you said, mm-hmm. I we have our magic words. Like hers, if if I'm pissing her off, is I need a minute. Yeah, that's my cue to go. I'm gonna go take a walk for a little bit, and go that way, and I'll come back. And or mine is just like I need a timeout. Yeah, and then let's come back in a few. Right, but that took me a long time. You know, I was took me a long time to learn that you can't be on someone asked, you know, trying to go, Hey, what's going on? What's going on? You got to talk to me now. You got to talk to me now because you know, if that happens, you're just going to get more angry. Right. <laughs> yes. Talk to me now. So in those challenges, right? Like, cause I've seen, you know, you, I remember when you had that job, right. You were there for many years. So what was that challenge like to go? I'm going to leave that comfort zone. Right. Cause you, now you're definitely getting outside of your comfort zone. And like you said, you got a family. I do too. And I, and I just want to hear it from your perspective. What was that like when you said, okay, Chris, I'm all in, I'm going to do this with you. Oh my God. It was a disaster. <laughs> when I showed up. I mean, if we're going to keep it real, I mean, literally, I think I was here at the office for three days and I just broke down in tears and I'm a very emotional person, but I don't, ugly cry or get to that point where I feel like I have to ugly cry or I need to ugly cry. Um, I just don't ever let that out really just to see it. Um, if I'm overjoyed or something, then that's different when my eyes are leaking. But I, he was like, uh-oh, you know, and he had asked me and I've, I've been in the healthcare field for since I was 15. 
I was working at a doctor's office and then I was working in a dental office. And so I was always hands on and on the medical side of it. And he said, you know, I think what started the whole tears thing is he said, um, why don't you just go in and open up an Excel spreadsheet and just do this and this, this, and this. And I was like, what's Excel? <laughs> and he's like, oh boy. <laughs> I'm with you. I he's like, do you know how to use Word? And I'm like, Word what? <laughs> he's like, oh boy. <laughs> and I'm like, man. And and so that was just deflating. But at the time is I've never had a reason to use any of those software. I've, ne I've never had to use an Excel spreadsheet or I've never had to use, you know, Microsoft Word or any of that stuff. So it was a huge learning curve. And then I just, we had a really hard time communicating and trying to figure out our boundaries. And we didn't, we didn't have words. Now our words are pause, <laughs> just pause. That's it. I mean, we tried the thing about the lamp, laying the lamp down, like some, I think there was this big, like a counseling appointment and the counselor said, if you can't come up with words and that's your stop moment, put the lamp down, <laughs> lay the lamp sideways. And so Chris has used that. And he's like, I'm laying my lamp down. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fair enough. So now we, we've grown a little bit past that stage. So now we pause, but we also trying to be much more aware of, I would call him, he would call me if we're in the middle of a bad, if he's having a bad day, like I had just left the radio station, he called me and he's like, bah, 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 bah. and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Do you need me to hold a bucket? Do you need a bucket? Are, are you just looking for a place to dump? <laughs> Because if you don't use those words, I found out like, why are you bringing this shit to me? Now my, now my anxiety level and my palms are sweating and like, you're just venting at me. I feel like it's venting at me. And I'm like, I'm, I want to help and I want to be a partner, but man, I just need a, I need a place to put it. Right. And so what we came up with, can he ask, can I have some space? You know, I need a place to dump, asking permission before we just go and vomit on somebody. And right. we've created to say, if I'm going to hold a bucket for you, just make sure that the bottom is empty. And, okay. and so, and so you're allowing it, you're allowing them to go through it. But boy, it's just that little trick with your mind saying, okay, I'm using words intentionally. We're asking permission. Is this a space? Is now a good time for me to vent, to share something? And then so I'm not attaching to it personally. And when I do that for him, he doesn't attach to it personally. And I'm like, we've got some big stuff. So we've been trying that trick about just making sure if I'm going to hold space for you, just make sure that the container is empty and allow it to pass through you. Instead, I was just letting it, well, we were both just letting it fill each other up. And now we're like sarcastic comments and we're, we're separating and we're dividing. Right. And, and I'm like, and it doesn't even have anything to do with us. It's just the circumstances are stressful. And again, we're using our safe space for the wrong things. <laughs> right. And that's, like, that's 
you know i get it because lisa and i kind of work with this like she's you know what i do for a living right working with people yes. helping over right well she works what she does is behavioral modification with those high school wow free right so one thing that we were good at in the beginning was like she'll tell me when i get home i need at least a half hour to chill yes you're right like because we have our you know easy or our lazy boy in the room where she can just chill or i can chill i usually do it before she gets home and sometimes but see here's us guys right we got great forgetters right as soon as she walks in up hey and she's like you already forgot but I've gotten so much better to understand because I remember when I would come home and people would do that to me, I'd be like, you, do you understand? I just, can you give me five minutes? Right. And mm -hmm. right. And that's what you said. It's, it allows us, at least it allows me to come at her in a way that's a lot calmer instead, because you're right, right. We're humans. We get caught up in the day and we just think, okay, here's here, honey, she'll take it. No, she won't. She's going to end up punching me in the face if I don't get, like, give her some space to. Well, yeah, you don't know how, you have no idea how her day has unfolded and you don't know what stress she's carrying too. You know, I mean, we've been in situations where I've had a really stressful day and he's had a really stressful day. And then that's a lot of oh shit moments when those two come together because I think we're pretty, we both have some pretty strong personalities and, you know, I grew up in the South, so I have a little bit of redneck in me, and I don't mind stepping over that line when I need to. <laughs> Sometimes it just comes out. Um, one of the books that I read is, I, I don't remember the author. I think it's Nancy Gagnon. Speak to me as if I'm somebody you love. And she came up with these flashcards that you have, and I've just been learning to change my language. And when I feel like he's using aggressive language, and it's not not always at me, but he's starting, you know, you know, Chris, and, and most guys, or well, actually most women too. I mean, once you start talking about something, you, you're getting ramped up and you can just feel yourself getting worked up over the whole situation all over again. And, and so it's hard as somebody who is very open to receive can take those, that energy. And it's usually, it's to me, what I'm finding is more about energy than it is of actual physical words. I mean, sure, physical words hurt. Right. But practicing that grace and practicing gratitude and being intentional, you're raising your vibration. And so if you're creating a vibration at home, and if you allow the work life to come in, guess what it's going to do? It's going to lower that vibration. So I've been trying to get my whole family on board about what kind of, what kind of life do you want to have? Because we are in charge of our emotional environment every second of every day. And that's pretty powerful when you realize that I can control the temperature in this room right now just by my attitude. Right. And gratitude is a big thing. Chris will tell you, I'm sure he has. I've been doing a gratitude journal ever since I got sober over 20 years now. 
Yeah. And it, as you know, to share with you, I still wrote in that gratitude journal when I lost my sister, my brother, my mother, my granddaughter, and almost mm -hmm. lost my stomach, you know, because I, I agree with you because I know that if I don't do that, when my vibration level goes down, that means the negative vibration comes up. And then that rules my thinking, what I say, how I say it, my mannerisms, right? And I don't want the right. old man to come back. But, you know, I've had those talks with Chris, and I'm glad we get to have that talk too. Like, there's times I told them, what are you grateful for? Like, when we were having these conversations, mm. you know what's going on? And, well, okay, what are you grateful for right at this moment, right? Because you're okay right now. And yeah, um, I've had to do that with him. He's done it with me. And I, I do it with my wife. She checks me on it. Mm -hmm. But I do that gratitude journal every day because it keeps me in check. Um. So that my, you know, so that I don't come at people sideways because the old Max mm, mm. can come out at any time. And it's not pretty, not that I'm some badass, but when you ran the streets and, and you've seen the worst of the worst, yeah. you know, that, 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 that wall that has to come up and that facade that you have to, so you don't look weak. Right. Mm -hmm. you now my grandkids <laughs> and my kids now will tell you Max is the you know dad and grandpa are the biggest he's the biggest softie we ever met, right? But I've done one thing my sponsor has always says he said keep a little bit of thug because you never know when you're gonna need absolutely. It, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you're right. Like there's already enough negativity going on in the world, right? That. We can't help, but it affects us, right? Because we see what's going on. We see the news because we, you know, I try not to watch it, but we can't bring it into the house, right? And I know you right. and Chris, and you have a beautiful home. I've seen the pictures and Thank can't you. wait to come see it one day. And yes. yes. Hopefully but, um, in the summer when the pool's open. <laughs> right. But like you said, our homes are our sacred place and that's where we got to keep the vibration up, right? But we all have, we're human. We're going to have our moments. But I know like you guys have done so much work with each other and each on your own that like that's, you know, you're an example that we get to look up to, my wife and I and other Aww. people, you know what I mean? And I, I well, you've, you've seen some ugly moments, but you know, here we are, we're here we are and we can talk about them and, you know, you talked about how did this start? Like I never actually thought I would be sitting here today doing a podcast you know, on the background earlier, I had Wicked Prissy up. And originally, actually, I'll switch it. There's Wicked Prissy. Yeah, I love it. I actually thought that my intentions were for starting Wicked Prissy was going to just be boudoir because I love photography. I love playing around with the camera. And flirting with Chris is something that I've always done. Like, I like to send sexy pictures um, and part of the reason I send sexy pictures is, you know, growing up, I never felt like I was a woman. I never felt feminine. I was always a tomboy. I think I, you know, shopped in the children's department until I was well into high school because they just clothes didn't fit me. I was little. I was skin and bones. You know, I was always running. I was always playing sports. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't focus on being feminine. I think there were just parts in there. So as I started developing a self-awareness and I was always comparing myself to all these other girls and all these other women, 
And I was like, wow, I'm, I don't, I don't measure up. I don't stack up. I feel inadequate. And then I married. So my first husband, we were together for 15 years. We knew each other for 18. And I'm sure there's another compliment in there, but the first, the compliment that I remember him saying to me about me feeling like he finds me attractive or he finds me beautiful or whatever, his compliment to me that I can remember was, you get better looking with age. And that was it. And it wasn't until I met Chris that Wicked Prissy is a product and all of those pictures and me being able to, uh, who I am, and being able to show that side of me and be able to play uh, play around with that sexy playfulness side. He loved that into me, dude. <laughs> I, I mean, and, it, and and so, and it's been an ugly journey, but... He loved me. He loved me so hard that he put that belief system in me that I could do it. I could do anything. And he's like, I think you have a talent. And I think that you could reach a lot of people that way. So I have, I started it and I started building a portfolio. I had done a couple of sessions with some close friends. But it's kind of, I think I've been in flow my whole life. I started launching, I started launching Wicked Prissy and I was getting all my ducks in a row and trying to figure out how am I going to get my, who are my clients, blah, blah, blah. And then my friend Lisa showed up and said, Hey, do you want to come on and be a guest on the radio show? And then the owner of the radio show, after my, guest appearance on her show, he said, I think there's something there you two need to have your own show. So we're like, oh, okay. If it weren't for Chris and the love that he's given to me, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I wouldn't have a radio show. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be in a two-piece bikini. <laughs> and I wouldn't be, you know, I in in part of starting Wicked Prissy is because I was that girl. I was that Girl, and I still fight that, that self image of that self worth. Am I worthy? Am I pretty enough? And dude, I'm 50 and I've finally learned how to love my body. And if I could help somebody else do that, and if I love who I am and who I'm becoming, and actually, when it sinks in that I have the power to control who I am and how I show up. It was kind of freeing. <laughs> I mean, I can't control my circumstances. I can't control anything, but I, I can be, I can love me and I can choose to say, yeah, I am going to write my own damn story. And this is how my life is going to look. This is what I want. This is how I'm going to do it. I mean, it's not easy. <laughs> right. But that's, but that's the part of the journey that, and you know, Chris is famous for saying leaning into the suck, right? Because there's mm -hmm. lessons to learn. But, but as hearing you share that, right, is Chris does love you very much. And I know that from the day I met him. And it's good, you know, and it's just, that's kind of like, you know, Lisa and I, she's, 
she doesn't like being in the, the limelight or, you know, doing the Facebook thing because she's her thing is being Mimi. Don't call her grandma, but being Mimi. Right. And she loves yeah. our grandkids. And, um, but she supports me, you know, every step of the way. Sometimes she'll have questions. Well, I think you should do it this way. Right. So I have to listen to her. Um, but what I'm trying to get at here is I've watched yours and Chris's journey all these years. And it's what keeps me going as an entrepreneur myself, right? Because I know it does. So like, I remember I was talking to Chris one day, right? And I was telling him all this stuff that happened and he goes, right? Uh, do you think you attract that stuff into your life? Right. And this is after I'd lost my mom, my brother, my sister, right. Yeah. And, and, and the baby, our grandbaby and almost my son, and, you know, and I'm going to be blunt here. I, her, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Excuse my language. Like, yeah. Oh, who would attract any of that shit? You know what I mean? Like, right. And then we came back and we were on another call or I don't, I forget our, he was, we were on a zoom with other people. And I told him, I said, you're absolutely right, Chris. Yes, I attract that stuff because God, the universe, whoever you want to call it, thinks I can handle it, and I'm going to be able to help people later on who are going through mm. similar stuff, mm. right? But when you're going through it, I, re I remember right. when my sister, I called Chris, I'm like, oh, my sister just passed. I just turned 13 years sober, and then it was like eight months later, I go, bro, my, I was in, he's the second person I called, actually. I was in Denver, Colorado, sitting at a Denny's when my brother called and said, hey, your little mm. brother's gone. Mm. Like, what are you mm. talking about? If you knew my little brother, it was like, mm. what do you mean? Did he go camping? Did he go, you know, did he go on his Harley mm -hmm. and take off for a while? Because that's what kind of my brother, was, that's the kind of personality he had. And then he said, no, he hung himself. And I lost my shit in that middle of that Denny's, right? And the first person I called was uh, my sponsor, of course, and... I remember he sat on the phone. I couldn't even talk for like two hours as I drove, right? As we we're going to, when I was moving to Minnesota at that time. And then I called Chris, when I, the second person, and I told him. And then he's like, wow. You know, he, him and my sponsor were the first two guys. And you know, Chris always can say something, right? Yes. Those two, yes, yes my sponsor yes. and him were like, dude, I don't know what to tell you, man, but I'm here for you. You know what I mean? Like, right. Silence. And then when yeah, my mom. I mean, way it was just like i i asked myself sometimes and i had those conversations with god i go i don't know what you saw in me but i that wasn't cool you know like i will have this guy to guy talk with god like god that shit sucked i don't know what you were thinking but you need to chill i need a break like stop and um but what i've learned from knowing chris and lonnie back in the day and, and, and getting to know you through the years and right is that I know if I needed help, there's people out there I could call and get the help that will mm -hmm. truly have my back, right? Because you don't have to be best friends and talk every day, you know? And right. like I said, when I first gave you a credit, I go like, finally, after all these years, I think it was like eight or, or 10 years at the time, I'm like, I finally get to give you guys a hug in person. Um, I know. I know if I needed your help, Lisa knows, like if- Absolutely. Yeah. And-, and but that's this journey that we're all on is it either brings you closer mm. as you find out with people that really care about you or people start to read themselves out and you think you're crazy for doing this 
entrepreneurial journey and stuff like that because you said it earlier pretty much is like it's not for the faint of heart and if if you're in a relationship as robin said if shit's gonna hit the fan once in a while <laughs> it's not gonna be pretty right robin it, it's true and and most people don't want to you know <laughs> it's kind of like uh, parenthood you know nobody wants to talk about their children being assholes or like i'm fed up and like why did I sign up for this? I mean, we all have those moments. <laughs> Name one parent that hasn't. I mean, I, I would die for my children. I love them passionately. Um, but there are moments when they test you. It's just like everybody else that you, it's all the people that you allow in your circle. They have a, the ability to hurt you emotionally, you know, you know, you know, so, so that's why it's so. It's why it's so impactful and it's why it's so because we're vulnerable to to these people, your circle, your family, your friends and, you know, operating on core values, similar core values. So to me, it's vibration. And I don't care whether you use God or spirit, universe. I don't care what it is, because if you think about it, everything is energy. The universe is a bundle of energy. Right. We're using energy to have this conversation right now. Like everything, you know, cells and molecules are all coming together. So if we're, um, to me, God is everything and God is everywhere. So when you say universe, you say God, to me, it's the same thing. I, and I don't care how anybody, you know, that's my belief. That's my opinion. And that's where I choose to see where, you know, I have that same energy inside of me that created the universe. And that's pretty freaking powerful. Yeah. One of my quotes that I came up with, and I think same thing, right, is you have everything you need to be great today. You just got to learn mm -hmm. how to Like yeah. God has already put that inside of each and every one of us. Yeah. And he's waiting up there going, I gave it to you. Whenever you want to use it, it's there for you, right? Yes. Um, so now it gets in. We get to it. choose. We get to choose, right? We get that power of choice, and right, and we get to do so many amazing things if we choose to use that power to do the right thing, to help our families, to help others, right, and do whatever we can to make this world a better place. Which leads me, because this has been an amazing conversation, as as I knew it would be, but I. Normally, you get to see behind me, right? I have my thing, but it's not there. But you know, I wrote a book, right? Fearless Happiness. And yes. So what I like to ask my guests is the first question is, Robin, what does fearless mean to you? And how does that show up in your life on a daily basis? I think fearless is I, I choosing to be bold despite the circumstances. That's what I think. Awesome. Cause I don't think that you, I don't think you can ever live life with out fear. And I think that if you choose to be fearless, you're choosing to say, you're choosing to climb Everest. I know this is going to be a hard road. Right. So I'm well, going to embrace it. I'm going to embrace it with confidence or courage, or I'm not going to give in to that. I'm not going to give into that fear. And I try, well, I feel like how I apply it every day is I'm not allowing things to disrupt my peace and my joy, and I'm not allowing to 
attached to it. I've even teaching myself, is there a more positive way I could say that, even if I'm talking to myself? Right. And I'm choosing to lay down the negative. I'm choosing to lay down the negative, and I feel like I'm stepping out. I don't know where this radio station's going to go. I know what I want it to do, um, but I'm having fun, and I feel like I am living the best life I can possibly be living. And <clears throat> all of those scary moments and all of those, all of those being in the being in the trenches and those low, low moments and being in those arguments and finding that soft spot or that one thing that keeps you hanging on, whether it be just a soft word, a kindness. I'm choosing it. I think fearless, fearless is a choice. You're going to face your fear in spite of. Absolutely. Live in gratitude and leave the negativity behind. Right. And as we do that, right, like you said, and I learned this from Chris, right? Will we ever become totally fearless? Probably not, but we will learn how to fear less, right? Yes. <laughs> so I love it. That's so awesome. So my next question is, if you would have saw uh, happiness, the second part of the title, I put a why in the happiness. So knowing I put a why in happiness, what does happiness look like to you? And how does that show up in your life on a daily basis? Oh my gosh, it shows up everywhere. It shows up at four o'clock in the morning when there's a kitten that I did not want <laughs> <laughs> that shows up and stretches out and, you know, stretches out on the bed in between us. And to me, because Milo is this kitten that would not come out of the cage, you know, we did not want pets because we travel a lot. I didn't want something to take care of. But since Bosco, our chocolate lab, died and 2016, our daughter has been relentlessly sending us all adoption things for pets, cats. She shows us when there's fairs. She tags us in, you know, animals that need a home, you know, for years, since 2016. So one morning at breakfast, Chris says, hey, we're going to go get a cat. Now, so we didn't get one. We got two. So he surprised me too. And I was like, hmm, we're going to have a conversation about this later. <laughs> um <laughs> But because I'm choosing and I'm trying to be in gratitude every day, watching this Milo, this little tiny eight-week-old kitten not wanting to come out of his cage and being so timid. And when we bring him home, he has a little mouse house bed. It's in the basement, far away from everywhere where he, because that's, he was going downstairs and laying on the cold floor. And I'm like, I'm going to just put that down there. But to find him now laying in our bed, um, and he's stretched out. He's not protective and he's not curled up. I find happiness in that because my vibration in my house, I intentionally put some of our favorite pictures above our bed. When you wake up in the morning, you see these bold, exotic, bright colored, beautiful flowers. That is a reminder. Be bold. Be exotic, be grateful, find beauty, make beauty, create beauty. You have a reason to be happy. So I put a lot of visual things in my life to make me have happy every day. <laughs> what about you? What do you do? 
What do I do? Well, I get to sit. Okay, so we got this little wiener dog, right? That was supposed to be Lisa's. But because I work remotely from home, that dog has become my dog. <laughs> Even though we have other ones, but I wake up with that dog in the middle of my back under the covers every morning. So I don't even need a blanket. It keeps me warm. But happiness is uh, helping Lisa with her mom, right? Her mom is 92 and struggling with Alzheimer's. So those are the things that make me happy because before I got sober, I was the most, I mean, you wouldn't even want to be around me, right? But now mm -hmm. the things that I've learned that come along with gratitude is helping others, watching in my in my profession, right? Watching the lights come on in someone's eyes and get and stay sober yes. is you can't put a price on that happiness, right? And then, you know, being here with you, Robin, finally getting you on my podcast and having this awesome conversation yes. makes me happiness, right? Because if you think about the why, put the why and I'll tell you, because mm. joy ends in why, right? We know that happiness can be fleeting, right? I could be happy, had a great conversation with Robin. I head out the door, I stub my toe, and all of a sudden the F-bombs are dropping and that happiness is yep. gone, right? But when I really get to think about us being here today and having this conversation and I can sit with it, like you said, and be intentional, that brings joy, right? Yes. I finally got to have this awesome conversation with one of my best friend's wife. I'm going to call you his wife. And learn I'm okay with that <laughs> yeah and i'm learning you know and i got to learn from you today what makes you tick and what stuff you guys have gone through from your perspective and you know doing this mm. this podcast because i'll tell you when i opened my mouth when lonnie was alive right i didn't know he was going to hold me accountable every time we meet hey max how is that podcast going like, <laughs> yeah like, what episode are you on right now yeah, I'm learning how to do this. And, and for a while, and then it was right before he passed, the last time I spoke to him, we're on a Zoom. And he's like, Max, how's that podcast coming? And I'm like, well, you know, Lonnie, I'm trying to learn how to edit. <laughs> and he, I'm barely cussed, right? And he's like, Max, perfect doesn't fucking mean done. Just get it done. And here I am. Like, I know he's looking down now, proud of I just released episode 133 and, and you and uh, Chris and I, all of us are, are friends after all these years. So that's my happiness, right? That's what makes me happy. So that gives me an opportunity to ask you too. So like if my audience, Robin, wants to work with you, Wicked Chrissy or, or Iconic, how can they get a hold of you? Um, iconicalliance.com or Wicked um, Info at wickedprissy.com. And you can also find us on social media under what well, Wicked Prissy on Instagram, Lisa and Robin on the mic on Facebook and Instagram and Robin Brandis or Chris Whitehead. Or I think I think Iconic Alliance has a website too. Or Iconic Alliance. I'm, I'm sorry, not a website. It has its own group. I think there's a that's a the first level is just a is a free group. Right. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. Uh, well, so I just wanted to add on to that. Like happy is those are moments of happy. What I've been finding when you I'm glad you said joy. Cause I want everybody I, like, that's where I, I find joy. I find joy in the smallest things. And I walk in and I intentionally choosing 
I am seeking peace. I'm seeking positivity. I'm seeking things that have find make me happy. I'm so ha- I, I forgot. So, oh, so real quick, we have what well, we have a really big Christmas tree. And we have lights. Chris also has decorated a really big tree outside. And when we have lights on the outside, I'm like, I don't want to go outside in New England in the winter and go plug these things in all the snow. So I got these outlet things that you plug into the wall and it has a remote so I can operate all three, the outside lights and the Christmas tree lights by a remote. (laughs) I love it. So we're getting ready to put it up. I can't find it. I'm looking for them. And I, I've looked everywhere that I know that I would put it. And I was like, okay, well, maybe what's in the box with the Christmas decorations. That's the last place. And I'm like, Saturday, we went and got our tree, got the Christmas decorations. And there it was. And I was like, man, I love myself. I so love myself. <laughs> I just blessed myself. I knew it was only being some of these places. And so I choose to look at that like, man, I just gave myself a gift. I, yeah, I'm like, instead of stressing over it, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to find peace because I am a perfectionist. I am, I'm like a triple A type personality. Everybody in my family and all of my children's friends know where the mustard goes in our catch in our refrigerator. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I get that. I love it. That is so, this has been awesome, Robin. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for, and the honor's all mine. Thank you so much for taking the time. But there is one last question I ask. Okay. Yes. Right? You're not off the hook just yet. But the question is, what piece of advice would you give my audience to help them be, help them grow and become better people? What is that one piece of advice that you would give my audience? Don't be afraid to take a chance on you. Don't be afraid to live your life. You get to create it. And yeah, we got some shitty moments in our life and we're all we're all going to get tested. And just remember, it's just a test. You're meant for greater things. Go be you. Right? Be the best you can be. I love it. Dude, we've been given such a gift of body, a mouth, eyes, ears. We've been giving, you know... A nose to to have all of these senses and to be able to explore the world. Just love on yourself. That's it. Don't be afraid to love yourself. I love Took it. me fifty years. <laughs> well, actually, say it out loud. Like I, you know, to but actually you know, understand what it means. Oh man, we're all aging gracefully. I love it. Yeah, I love it. We're Thank not aging. So we're just leveling up. <laughs> leveling up perfect you heard that everybody we're all just leveling up just look at it that way so you heard it everybody robin brought it so if she made you think if you learned something if she made you smile she made you laugh if she made you go hmm please go to <laughs> itunes and leave a five-star review so more people can find the podcast and until next time are you tired of being weighed down by life's traumas and struggles Join the fearless happiness lifestyle and let us guide you toward a brighter future. Explore past podcast episodes and get a copy of the Fearless Happiness book to ignite your inner strength. If you or someone you love is battling addiction or facing challenges related to unresolved trauma, know that we are here for you. Visit maxnates.org, M-A-X, 
N-I-J-S-T dot O-R-G and take the first steps toward finding your fearless happiness. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of Fearless Happiness.